what if I told you this was the last Monday morning of your life? What if I told you you die this week? Would you complain about your crap job or that test you don't want to take? I doubt it. You would go much higher level thinking. We arrived at this point due to an era of profound irresponsibility. The most jobs available in the history of our country. It's stupid on steroids. Really, seriously, you've got to stop and think. All right, welcome back for another episode. This is number four. Really appreciate you guys taking the time to tune in and listen. So this podcast's goal from the beginning has really been to serve as an educational outlet for individuals who are looking for basically an outlet to expand more in startup culture or in marketing or advertising or even website development um, to just learn more and more tools that I think will be helpful to the average business owner, student, entrepreneur, or even you know operating officers within companies just to understand systems better. And throughout the course of the show, we're obviously going to be having guests, we're going to be interviewing people, but the first few episodes, I really wanted to establish um, what we do, how we can help, marketing from our perspective, what people fail at, what has worked, and uh, one of the things I wanted to plug at the top of this was our other podcast called More Than Marketing, which basically follows Wayne Consulting Group um, throughout its history. And the benefit of more than marketing is we look at client losses, we look at wins, uh, we interview clients, we interview businesses on what has been effective for their company and what hasn't. So more than marketing has really been uh, a really good podcast from a transparency point of view for us to document our journey and also document other small businesses. Where this podcast here is going to be more of in going in-depth on tactics and things that are going to be helpful to the average person. We're going to talk about money, marketing, uh, management, um, anything that starts with an M apparently. So, so that's what we're going to be working on um, on this podcast. The first three episodes dealt with COVID-19, how individuals, small businesses can navigate that situation. Uh, we're going to be doing another update episode, probably a quick five-minute update next week once the final loan details are out. And and people have started applying and receiving those loans and just updates from uh, from Congress on expanding uh, the PPP program for businesses. So that is where we're at right now. So but on today's episode, what I wanted to do and what I talked about on LinkedIn uh, last week, because you're hearing this on Monday, is Facebook ads. Now, Facebook ads are by far one of the, the biggest avenues that businesses use to promote themselves. But according to a study from Weebly, 62% of businesses do not, uh, they do not have success when it comes to Facebook ads. They reported that their campaigns didn't work out as anticipated, and they ultimately gave up on the platform. And the main reason for this is honestly, just because of lack, lack of knowledge on the space. And part of this obviously is on the business owner, but also part of it is on Facebook for how they relay their advertising. They're very good at how ads work on the platform. So basically, let's say you put up a post and it goes really well. Let's say you put up a picture of like, let's say you're a restaurant owner, 
right? And you put up a plate of food at your restaurant and people like it, they comment on it, they share it. Facebook says, hey, this post is outperforming 95% of your other posts. If you put $10 behind it, you could reach another 1,500 people. And people say, oh, great, let's do that. $10, boost post, done. But the problem is when you boost a post, all you're doing is taking Facebook suggestions in their wide audience dynamic and you're clicking go. Now, some people will adjust the age or the location, but there's so much more you can drill down on when it comes to uh, Facebook ads that you really need to understand before you run a campaign. And that's why companies like ours exist primarily is because we help businesses navigate Facebook ads more effectively, do more detailed targeting, uh, image mock-up, copywriting, the whole process to make sure your message is on point. So whenever I work with a business and I look at a, um, a Facebook campaign, there are six things that I like to touch on for the business for them to understand exactly what their message is going to be all the way down to budget and time. So for this podcast, I'm going to go over the, those six things and hopefully it's helpful to you. So without further ado, let's go ahead and get into those six items. So the first thing that I want to talk about are outcomes. So one of the biggest mistakes that businesses make are multiple areas for outcomes for their Facebook ads. So for example, uh, let's say you own a home remodeling company and you are running a campaign towards the entire scope of your business. So uh, let's say you do basements and bathrooms and, and bedrooms and exteriors and additions. One of the biggest mistakes you can make is running an ad that targets all five areas of that business. Now, you can do a general awareness ad where you're trying to gain followers for the business. And we've done this for people before. Well, we just include everything that they do. We put up an image that is maybe four corners of each area that they touch on. And then we try and gain more followers locally for just brand awareness. That's fine. But if you're trying to get business for one of those things, that's not necessarily the best way to go about it because the targeting for each one is going to be slightly different. So the more in-depth you can get on targeting for your Facebook ads, the more effective they're going to be. So when it comes to outcomes, what we look at is what, are, what is the end goal? So let's take the remodeling uh, company. So let's say their end goal is to get more basements. They wanna do uh, basement remodeling. So obviously the ad would be geared towards basement remodeling. Um, we would have a uh, anticipated budget discussion. We would have an ROI discussion, but the first thing is just establishing the outcome. So the outcome is we want to get more basement remodeling jobs done. So now we know what the outcome is. The next is the audience. So who are we going to be targeting for this? And this is what I alluded to in the, in the, in the beginning of this podcast is that businesses haven't done a great job when it comes to getting their audience targeting down. For example, we've had a lot of success with remodeling companies, when we are targeting things that you might not assume or think about to target. For example, uh, we've targeted people that have an interest in the show Fixer Upper. And the reason for this is people that watch that show are more likely to want to do things with their home. And if they see a company in their area that is doing things similar to that trend, uh, then they're more likely to follow along with that company because now they're associating their love of Fixer Upper with a company that's local and does similar work. 
Another area that we might target is interior design. People that have an interest in interior design. So they can design the space, but they can't necessarily perform the work. Um, and then obviously, if you're looking for as a more of a B2B thing, targeting general contractors and, and people that are in the trades that support remodeling companies that might need a project manager or might need a company that has all the pieces together to help on a project. That's where that's where having a conversation with the client is is best, because then you can understand exactly uh, who most of their leads come from, and how you can take that data and reverse engineer it into your audience. So now we have an outcome, we have an audience, and the next thing that we're going to be looking at uh, is the message. So what is the message that we're going to try and relay? And this is where good copywriting comes into play. The difference between successful Facebook ads and unsuccessful Facebook ads isn't one thing, but copywriting can absolutely kill it. It's kind of like when you're podcasting. If your audio really sucks, you can have a tremendous message, but no one can really get through that audio. And on the flip side, you might have fantastic audio, but if your message isn't up to par, people are not going to listen. So all those elements need to be properly placed. So messaging, you would put together things that are enticing. You might ask questions to try and gather their attention. Um, you might put up a before and after as the image and play off of that. There are several really good copywriting tactics that you can use, but again, it's all based on what came before that point, which is outcomes and audience. Now we get to the message. So the single biggest problem I see when it comes to businesses and Facebook ads uh, is the direction. So where are we pointing them to? Now, the majority of businesses um, will just assume that the contact page is the best place to go. And sometimes that is true. If you're, if you're making your sales pitch in the Facebook ad and they just need to contact you and need a reach out funnel, contact pages are great. But having customized landing pages that give more information on the ad is also a really good tool as well. So having custom landing pages or data about the ad on the landing page is very valuable. This is essentially uh, true for Google, LinkedIn, and Facebook. It's always good to have more or more options when they click that button so they can see the full scope of your business. So testimonials, videos, um, client reviews, whatever it is, like there needs to be something more there to entice them to further that sales process. Landing pages are key here. So now we have the outcome established, we have the audience, we have the message, and we know where they're gonna be going in the funnel. Next is to get the image and the video. And the reason why you don't pick the image and the video before you pick the message is because now that you have a message engineered, now you can have an image that relates to the message that you've crafted. It's much harder when you pick an image and then try and write uh, a message based on the video or the image, it, it, it's backwards almost. Now the only example where I would put those, flip those two things around is if we made a customized video for the business, for the outcome, then we would just merge the message and the video step together. But if you're, if you're trying to use stock photos or if you're trying to use mockups from Adobe stock or something like that, it's best to have the message first, craft the landing page, and then pick the image in the video. So video obviously does five to 10 times better than an image, but a well-designed image can work really well. 
we put together an ad recently for an IT company that's actually running right now, and we're getting, I would say, better than average results um, just from a, from a data perspective. Uh, because it is, it's a little funny, um, but it's basically a, a woman holding up a hammer, and this is something that they had previously um, that we just cropped in and, and you know did their logo overlay and whatnot. Uh, but she's holding a hammer, about to smoke her computer screen, and it says hitting your computer won't help, but we will. And it's it's a side by side image, like we know that you want to you know beat the hell out of your computer with a baseball bat. But this is this is a much better option, and that option is that company. So an image like that that has such a stark contrast can be very valuable um, for a company. So image definitely has its place on Facebook ads, and sometimes videos can do more harm than good if the video, again, has bad audio, if the messaging isn't right, if it's too long, if it drags on, if it's not edited properly. A lot of problems that you can have with videos, too. So to recap, we have our outcome, we have our audience, we have our message, we have the landing page, we know where they're going to, uh, we have the image or the video in place. Now the next thing and the final thing for us is budget and time. How much money are we spending on this video ad or image ad and how much time is it going to be running for? Now whenever we run a ad for a client. Generally, we do it in 30-day blocks, but sometimes we do one-week blocks. Sometimes we do 60 days. It's just a matter of the campaigns, like especially if we're running promotionals for um, like one of our massage clients around like Valentine's Day, then we'll, we might do like a three-week campaign that spans between months. It, it really just depends on what's needed and what's best for that particular campaign. So understanding how long you want to run the ad and how much money you're going to be putting behind it is just as key as anything else in the campaign cycle. So what I look at is if you're running a 30 day ad and you're going to spend $500, then what is the expected ROI? So how many jobs would you need to get out of that in order for your money to come back in a way that's meaningful for you? So let's say you spent $500 on the ad and you spent $500 on the company to help you run the ads. So that's a thousand dollars that you have invested in this campaign. And let's say you're a remodeling company and an average job for you uh, could profit you $10,000, right? So you would really only need one job to get a 10 to 1 ROI on this campaign. But if you're a product company and your average profit per unit is a dollar, then you would need to sell a thousand units just to break even on your total investment. So making sure you understand the ROI is very key. And that's where outcomes, we call them uh, expectations and goals. So like, what do you expect from us as a company? And then what goals do we have to meet? Those things are very important. So Facebook ads, obviously all six of those things are key. And those, those six things are also gonna be listed in the show notes as well, just so you know, how I process ads is a creative or as an advertiser, uh, but it is, these are the types of things where the statistic in the beginning, 62% of businesses haven't really had success with Facebook ads. These six things can lower that number drastically because if businesses aren't doing boost posts, if they're focusing on their audience, their message, their outcome, where they're directing people to, if they're focusing on the image in the ad and then also looking at their budget and time, and you can even add ROI in there as sort of a summary. If they're looking at all of those things, then they're going to have a lot more success on Facebook. 
The last thing I want to tell you is that a lot of people will run Facebook ads once and be like, well, I didn't get anything out of this. This sucks. Well, you have to fine tune your audience. We always tell people, look, we know what we're doing when it comes to Facebook ads, but we don't necessarily know your audience from day one. We have to run ads. We have to A-B testing. We have to gather data to make sure we're targeting the right areas. So we always tell people, give us 90 days. 90 days is, is a proper amount of time to onboard, to get the ads spun up, to have the proper meetings, and then to collect data for at least 45 to 60 days for us to see what direction we need to be moving in. So it takes time. It's like anything else. It's a long-term strategy. Um, it's like if you ran billboards or radio or anything else, I'm sure the same people would say, look, it just takes time to collect the audience, to hone your message. But Facebook, unlike radio and billboard, is a much better tool because you have analytics on the back end that give you live results of who's clicking through, who's doing what, and it's just a much more powerful platform for small businesses. I recommend Facebook over television, over radio, over, um, over billboards. There's really just no better platform than Facebook for small businesses when it comes to advertising. And not only advertising, but targeted precise advertising so you can get as narrow as you want and you can keep running ads on that same audience to make sure that they're familiar with who you are and what you do so so that is my two cents on facebook ads and what we've done as a company and what i've learned as an individual as far as what works well now just from a numbers perspective we've we've spent or we've managed well over a million dollars in facebook ads so we've 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 done the work to have this data to talk about. So this isn't something that we've only been running for a month or two, but we've ran over a million dollars in Facebook ads for multiple businesses, whether it's video, text, lead generation, um, awareness, follower campaigns, cross-platform between Facebook and Instagram. And that doesn't even count the ads that we've ran on LinkedIn and Google too. So, And we've ran ads that cycle from Google to the website and then retarget with Facebook back to the website. So th there is a lot that you can do with the Facebook platform, but it's just a matter of getting started and seeing what's best for your business. So uh, really encourage you guys to stay up on the latest news on Facebook. If you guys have any questions, reach out to me. It's rob at wayneconsulting.org. Really appreciate you guys taking the time to listen. If you're digging the show, if you're liking the direction it's heading in, please go on iTunes and drop a review and subscribe. That just helps get this message out to even more people. So, so that'll wrap up what is episode four. Really appreciate the time that you guys have taken to listen. And I hope you have a tremendous week. Take care.